0: well that was a relaxing second half chiefs 44 san francisco 49ers 23 mahomes goes scorched earth on the entire city of san francisco it's the arrowhead attic podcast chiefs post game show victory party patrick allen adam best what's your name sterling holmes And (laughs) I didn't know who I was going to go to next. Um, We're here. We're celebrating. The Chiefs are heading into their bye at five and two, and they will be uh, when the clocks hit zero, probably atop the AFC West alone. Fellas, not the most enjoyable first half. Typical, you know, herky-jerky start from the Chiefs, but second half, absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, let's get uh, just your initial reactions to the game. And let's start with Adam Best, founder of Arrowhead Attic.
1: I got to say, the downfield blocking in this game was some of the best I've ever seen in my life. In your life? Yeah. Holy shit. That's yeah. yeah. I mean, so it's not just Creed Humphrey and Joe Tooney and the interior offensive line. Our tight ends, incredible day of blocking. Jody Fortin sprung a couple of touchdowns. Noah Gray was out there making things happen. And our wide receivers... Particularly MVS and Juju are very physical blocking. I think that may be the thing that we're better than any team in the entire league at. And we found something today. And maybe that was the byproduct of some things getting exposed by Buffalo, but just really look great. The other thing is if MVS and Juju play like this, I don't think I think the Chiefs are unbeatable.
0: It was certainly a coming out party for the wide receivers. Before we get more reactions, I'm just going to let you know really quick that this podcast is brought to you by the Kansas city beer company at Casey beer Co. on Twitter. Sterling's rocking the t-shirt. I'm drinking a fest beer. Cause it is the season. Make sure you give at Casey beer Co. a shout on Twitter. Let them know how much you appreciate them supporting this podcast for coming up on a year. Now they're fucking awesome. The beer is incredible. If you're in Kansas city, look for the red carton in the store and dare to be different. Okay. Sterling. What do you think brother? Is this offense, has, they, has it arrived?
2: Oh, yeah. They're clicking. I don't know if this is going to be an every week performance because no one can play an A-plus game offensively every single game. But this is an A-plus game offensively for Kansas City. The tackles were much, much better. Uh, the receivers all got involved. McCall Hardman, three touchdowns, got him the ball in space, used him on the ground. MVS, this is what we like to see from him being the deep ball threat. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, same page, the the intermediate routes, as well as the yak, yards after catch. I mean, he was fantastic overall. He's the yak master. The yak master. But that back shoulder throw to me was where I think we're really going to see him thrive. Chiefs don't have that guy besides Jody Fortson in the end zone, and yeah. they just frankly rarely use him there. So Juju have this intermediate, uh, intermediate route. This is all him. This was a coming-out party for him. MVS, McCool Hardman, uh, Jarek McKinnon. McKinnon's season did a lot. It was just a great game in general.
0: Very exciting to see the receivers have finally arrived. If this game had gone the wrong way, we might have been treated to a Verta rant. We got one at halftime, but uh, we'll get a Verta celebration. I don't know. We need to come up with a good one. Virta Ram, thoughts on the game?
3: My, I'm, my initial thoughts are the division's over. As long as the Chiefs are healthy, I think today – I know it's a weird thing to say up a game on the Chargers. The division's done. The the Chargers can't do anything defensively. And J.C. Jackson, unfortunately, left an air cast today. I I just don't see them catching the Chiefs. Because now the schedule's flip. Now the Chiefs play a much easier schedule the rest of the way. And the Chargers play a much more difficult schedule. I do not think the Chargers will see the Chiefs again the rest of the year. The Broncos, hilarious. Nine points and a loss. And the Raiders won against Houston. I don't care. Um... I don't think, look, I've been criticizing their offensive coaching for the last week. And while Moore didn't play more, they were fine because they ran the ball well. I mean, they, they didn't run it a ton, but they ran 21 times. They you know, which to me, that's fine. You ran for 112 yards, including three kneel downs, by the way, by Chad Hanks. So they really ran 18 yards for a buck 15, three touchdowns. I thought it was smart running, like the way they ran the ball. They had Pacheco some of these balls, these, these carries more to the outside. They were able to hit them up the middle with Clyde edwards They mixed them in. I thought there was good balance. And by the way, it's not a coincidence. When they did this against Tampa, Tampa couldn't get any pressure on Mahomes. It was a great line. Couldn't do anything. Today, they ran the ball well. The Niners have a great front. Couldn't do anything. Could not do anything. Bosa had one sack. Give him credit. He's a great player. He made a play fine. Other than that, they did nothing. Nothing. What they hit Mahomes in the whole game? Three times? I, I mean, they, they barely touched them. So I thought the Chiefs had a really good balanced attack. Defensively, it drove me a little nuts in the in the first quarter and the, in, into the second. Then they started to the blitz a little bit more. They got some more pressure. And to be fair, they won with, with four a bit more. They had five sacks in the game. Frank Clark had back-to-back sacks. It's the second one is essentially ending the game. But, yeah, I think over – by the way um, – do you know how many yards Juju's on pace for right now for the season? It's got to be over 1,000. It's 1,200. 1,200 even. And MVS, by the way, for everybody who's like, he stinks, he stinks. He's on pace for 900 yards. So you got those two guys and Kelsey, who's on pace for like 1,300. So they're doing okay. Mahomes had a ridiculous day. Mahomes was great after his first beat. The first boy threw. I well, was the second boy throw. I was like, what is he doing? And then after that was just. I thought the play that really broke the Niners back in this game was the third and 20 screen to McKinnon. For sure. They had an opportunity there to force a fairly long – in fact, a very long throw. It would have been 56 yards if they'd stopped them dead. They get a – you know, even if he hits it, it's an eight-point game, and they get McKinnon out the gate. As you mentioned, that great downfield blocking. I mean, great. Nobody even touched him for 25 yards. Yeah. That play, along with the third, and I think it was 10, the bomb to MVS. Those two plays really felt like the backbreakers. And overall, like the Chiefs, you know, situationally today, they were very good. If you look at the team stats, third downs, six of nine. They had 9.1 yards per play. You know, they they did take too many penalties. They had eight for 84. um, And they had two turnovers and yet scored 44 points. They had 529 yards of offense against a team that everybody thinks is one of the best two or three defenses in football.
2: I will say, penalty-wise, the Niners also had, what was it, 10? It was one of the situations where if there was fest. anything, yeah, it's getting thrown.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet
2: fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time.
0: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Shout out to Daniel uh, for the super chat. Appreciate you, brother. He says, uh, Vertoram said last week or the week before, uh, this is a rebuild year. The AFC West uh, built rosters to come at the Chiefs. They're still playing catch-up. Great time to be a Chiefs fan. I think that's a fantastic... And look... What's the differentiator here? It's Patrick Mahomes, right? For all the frustrations we've had with the offense at times so far this year, I think it's 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 good to step back now at the at the sort of midseason point at the bye week and say, "Hey, man, like to- like new faces all over the damn place on this offense. They're five and two, one bad loss this season, um, and, and and one good loss to the Buffalo Bills with a, with a really banged up defense." I don't know how you're not feeling really great. If you're a chiefs fan Uh, for me, the, the most exciting thing about this game was the fourth quarter, 16 points from the chiefs in the fourth quarter. They finished. This was one of those games where look you're in the third quarter and it's a one score game. The chiefs are up by five. They're having trouble stopping the 49ers. Mahomes gets the ball back. And what does he do? And this is look like, yeah, you can say Jimmy G's on the other side and like, that's a fair point. Right. But This 49ers defense is really fucking good. And he went down there all day long, totally scorched them, 16 points in the fourth quarter, two of those points coming from the defense, getting a safety from Frank Clark, who Jimmy G never saw coming, and they iced the game. They put it away. That's what you want to see from a team that is maturing. It's kind of a mature team, but a lot of new faces and growing together, which is, hey, man, we're not messing around. We're not letting Jimmy G and the 49ers back in this game. We're we're putting the, you know, putting the nail in the coffin, whatever, you know, analogy you want to use. And that's what they did. And they walked away. I mean, Mahomes didn't even have to finish the game for God's sake. Chad Henney, anytime Chad Henny's coming in at the end of the game, it's probably a good sign for the Chiefs.
1: Can Frank Clark play against the 49ers every week?
0: Somebody said, somebody that, that said on lovely. Twitter, can Frank Clark go up against Trent Williams every week, which was my favorite tweet of the day. Another thing of beauty Rhino for the, for the, for the super chat, um, for all the doubters of this team, AA crew included. Yep. We've had some doubts. Uh, Ella, we got this KC KC chiefs, ride or die. Go ahead, Adam. Another thing of beauty was MVS torching Traverius ward, kind of validating Ooh. Brett Veach's summer a little bit. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, boy, did he torch him? Like, he had. Five, I'm surprised he didn't score on that play. Had to slow down a little bit for that. I wouldn't call it an underthrow. Had to slow down a little bit for that throw. Good, you know, maybe a slight underthrow. Yeah, credit to Charvarius. He he caught up and he he grabbed hold of the jersey. Um, but uh, yeah, great and and deep threat NVS has finally arrived, boys. It's good to have that on tape. You know, NVS catching the long ball. That's right, yeah.
2: What do you guys think? They took out Mahomes late in the game for Chad Henney, but they left in Travis Kelsey trying to get him over 100 yards. I like the fact that Andy Reid knows the situation and wants to obviously drop that little screen pass to him. Would have got him over 100. Kelsey dropped it. But also, part of me goes, it's not worth it. I know I know it's there, but he took a decently hard hit, and I'm sitting here going, please no. Please don't get a hard hit in Verderham. That was the best uh, – Best comment we've ever got. Has Verduram ever smiled smile. in his life?
3: <laughs> okay, he just did it twice in a row. There
2: you go. Honestly, it's scary though. Verduram smiling—it's—it's yeah. it's like the you know the movie Smile.
3: It's more—it's—it's more unnerving you... ner- it's, it's more when it's quiet, right? Like that's you know, yeah, you don't want to be there when the music stops. I, right. You know what? I—I think really though, realistically, like that was the best all-around effort they've had all year. I mean, the Bucks game—you could certainly argue that—but I. I think the Bucs, the Bucks kind of suck. I mean, is that where we are now? Like, I don't know what to make of them. Uh, but you know, you can argue either way. I mean, they, they were dominant in the Bucs game as well. This felt different in the sense that offensively everybody was involved, like, really involved. Like they this is how you need to play as an offense with this group. It needs to be, look, you need to be able to run the ball to open up the passing game, in the sense of better blocking. And it's not a coincidence, guys. Think about the games where the Chiefs have hit some deep shots. They've run the ball well. Like, teams, they creep up. I will argue with any analytics person for the rest of time about that. It matters when you can run the ball effectively. You don't have to run it a ton, but you have to be effective when you run it. And the Chiefs were able to do that. They kept the Niners off balance. I thought defensively, look, five sacks is great. Um, and also, like, to take a bigger picture of this, if you asked me before the year started, would you be happy with five and two? I'd have been great. I would have been thrilled at that. I mean, they have not played an easy schedule. For all the all the, the crap right now at Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay is a dangerous team. You won that game on the road. The Niners, I think, are going to be a very good playoff team come January. You put it on them, killed them. And they got healthy for this game, and you still killed them. You know, you. You 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 went toe to toe with the Bills in a game. I won't say you should have won, but you could have won. I mean, that game was right there for you. Beat the Raiders, beat the Chargers, killed the Cardinals. I mean, the only game that really makes you sick is the Indianapolis game. But yeah. five and two, and now let's be honest, guys. The schedule gets easier. I, they're going to be favored in every single game the rest of the way. Maybe maybe it's Cincinnati that's like a pick or something. I think they're probably even favored in that game. So and they're going to be favored at the Chargers. They now have the Titans and Sunday Night Football and Jacksonville at home out of the bye. Those need to be two wins. Like Those have to be two wins, get to seven and two, and then you go play a Chargers team that's also on the bye this week. You got you to finish them off. You win that game, the division's done. I mean, the division, is just, you could just start raising the, raising the banner. So they have a huge opportunity ahead of them, and they've set themselves up for it by going five and two before the bye against a very competitive schedule.
0: Shout out to our new member, uh, uh, Wolfram Alpha. Join the ring of honor here at the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. If you want to become a part of our Chiefs community, we were chopping it up all game long in our private Discord for members only. There's all kinds of awesome benefits. If you want to be a part of what we're building here, which isn't just a podcast, uh, it's it's a bunch of friendships, and it's a lot of fun hanging out with everybody, talking cereal, talking Chiefs football, You got to get in on this Discord. Welcome, Wolfman. Give me a shout out on the Discord. Uh, Send me a DM. Um, And it is a final in uh, in Los Angeles, Seattle, and Geno Smith, thirty seven. Justin Herbert and the Chargers and 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 the Chargers three fans, twenty three. The Chiefs. Let Geno cook. I, I, look, I'll, I'll say this, and I, I'm not trying to denigrate Geno Smith because I, I think he's my favorite story of the whole NFL season. No is doubt. how Geno smith for sure. been playing. Um, he's playing very well. So it's not a joke losing to see- – and for everybody that wrote Seattle off, boy, they're looking all pretty good in the front office over there in uh, the Seahawks, aren't they? Saying uh, before the season we're trading Gina, uh, Russell Wilson for Geno
2: Smith. And, uh, oh, boy. There you go, Um dude. Let's be real. Russell Wilson might be the th- uh, the third best quarterback if he was on Seattle's roster right now. That's
0: very true. That is very true. Carroll's been vindicated. Yeah. By the way, if you if you if you haven't been keeping up with the scores, <laughs> I didn't know this until right now because I wasn't paying attention. The Broncos Russ didn't play, but the Broncos still lost to the Jets. Five and two Jets. Sixteen to nine. So, <laughs> so much for all that greatest division in the history of the NFL talk that was floating around out there. The Chiefs are looking good. They're looking really, really good. But let's let's get back to this game.
3: Um, Can we I stand the Chargers it? for thirty more seconds and just make fun of them? Okay, I, sure. I'll allow well, it. I, I, here, I, it's not it's not going to be a, as you call it a vert ramp, but it's going to be close. All offseason, we had to listen to how that organization was just going to put it all together and nobody can stop them now. And they're the favorite. They fucking suck year in and year out. They can't coach. They, they bring all these guys. They spend all this money and they, and like what do they ever get for it? Ever injuries. That's, I mean, it's just, every year they, you know, and this year he's more than they brought in a million guys. Now listen, I, I'm not going to get on about JC Jackson's injury like that. He's not an injury prone player. It happens. But before he got hurt, like, they, they're putting a guy in a system he doesn't normally play. You you paid $82 million based off of the system he played in played New England. And then you bring him over, you play a different system. You bring in all these guys up front, you can't do crap. You give up seven yards a clip to every running back you play against. You're now in coverage without Jackson. What do they have? I mean, Samuel's a good corner. But they have nobody else. They're not covering anybody. You have Herbert, who I'm not going to get on Herbert. I think Herbert's terrific. That coaching staff is abominable. <laughs> I have never seen a team treat a guy that talented like he's Matt Schaub. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Dump down <laughs> Central. Like, what, what? Oh, and Jesus, throw a pass. Do anything. <laughs> like, they're so bad. And by the way, they're, they're four and three. Here are their next five games at Atlanta, which suddenly doesn't look that easy. By the way, they'll buy next week. Then they're at Atlanta. Then they're at San Francisco on Sunday Night Football. Then they get the Chiefs at home. Then they're back out to Arizona on the road, and they're back at the Raiders. They could be done before Christmas. Like, I I am so sick and tired every year having to listen to how the Chargers are just, oh, here they come. Can they ever win a game right. before we put them in the Super Bowl? I mean, Denver's the more hilarious story because Denver's bad, and Denver's going to be bad for years. But the Chargers, man, if I'm the Chiefs, I'm thinking to myself, We got two games at home against teams you ought to whip up on. And then you get the Chargers. You put them to bed if you win that game. To bed. Tucked in. Lights off. Good night. And then you can just think about trying to catch Buffalo. That's it. Because the rest of the AFC is a dumpster fire. Now, if you're the Chiefs, you feel really good.
0: By the way, one more thing on the Chargers. (laughs) God, they stink. Seattle ran for 204. Kenneth Walker, rookie. 168 yards today and two touchdowns. 214 yards the, the the Seahawks ran on the Chargers. Do you have any idea what the San Francisco 49ers, after Christian McCaffrey's integrated into the offense, are going to do to the Chargers? Oh, on they're the going to run for three hundred
3: yards. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> like brutal, because as you saw today, this San
0: Francisco you know team. Running the football is what they do, and they're very good at it. And and you know, whoever they've got back there, and once they get a chance to get CMC integrated, God help. God, God help the Chargers. It's gonna be <laughs> ugly.
2: Hey guys, they're gonna win the preseason
3: of 2023 award again. Come on now. Yeah. Give, me, give them a give them a big hunk of metal and call today. I by the way, the, as far as the Chiefs game today, the Niners, this actually surprised me. The Niners only ran for 101 yards in the game today. Which, look, 4.8 yards a carry, like, I get it. But if you're the Chiefs, like, you'll sign for that. Against the Niners? I mean, Garoppolo threw for 300 yards, but a lot of that was in the fourth quarter. When, I mean, I think a hundred of it was in a, when they, they were basically cooked. Um, no, hey, the Chiefs had one pick coming into today. They had two of them today. The one off Brock Purdy, which, I mean, fair enough. But it's – you know what? It's a great way to go into the bye. Didn't appear they had any injuries. One would imagine McDuffie's back after the bye. One would think. I've been being told they've been optimistic now for two weeks. So at some point here, optimism, you think, runs to reality. Yeah. Um, they get bumps and bruises to heal. Should even get Fenton back. And uh, away you go. But they, you know, great. You, if you're if you're on that plane, by the way, you're having a damn good time. But also, you're 5-2 at the bye. You feel great. Plus, the rest of the division is a crap fest, so you're in good shape. By the way, shout out to MT
0: for gifting five subscriptions to, to the Arrowhead Addict members and Evan Warner, our guy, for gifting 10. Holy shit, it's, you guys. Absolutely up. incredible. Um, yeah. Let's, can we all just give like a, a round of applause? Let's just-, just, just Hell yeah. It. You guys are the fucking blonde. Awesome. Love um, you guys. Incredible. Um, so look, man, let's talk about, I guess let's kick it off. Let's, let's get into the game. And we got to talk about Patrick F. Mahomes. Bad start. Thirty-four attempts, twenty-five completions, four hundred and twenty-three yards for a twelve point four average. Three touchdowns, one interception against this defense. Is he sort of just moving and grooving now for the for the rest of the season in this offense? Yes. Yeah, he's got his chemistry with the wide receivers. That's coming along. The back shoulders, I think that like that's the.
1: Yeah, now that he's hitting fine. Juju on those back shoulders and NBS on deep balls, he's in sync with those guys, and that's yeah. going to be scary. Yeah, they that's- didn't play a lot of football together before the season started. I mean, the preseason now is pretty much a joke, right? right. And yeah, they went down to Texas together, whatever. But that you can't replace the uh, NFL action with a fake environment
0: like that. So that that would to me was the biggest standout of the game. Was all the back shoulders, the timing stuff, things that would have been off that would like because you, as you say, Adam, you can't simulate, you know, a, a guy a guy pass rushing you, right? You can't simulate that and and trying to get the timing down when you get rushed when you don't want to throw the ball and it takes a little bit of time. We saw that today. Um, they gave we, him
1: time though. The line gave him time and he stayed pretty clean for most of the afternoon. And if you keep him clean, eventually he's going to figure out any defense in the league and torch him. Oh, you're doomed.
0: It's if Mahomes time. has time, forget it. I mean, you might as well just start, you know, get call your lawyer and get the will started. Juju Smith-Schuster, seven receptions for 124 yards in this game and a touch on eight targets. So only one in completion to Juju. And MVS, who I gave a hard time to last week, three receptions for 111 yards on four targets, um, showed up. Kelsey did what Kelsey did. Um, who wants to talk about McCole Hardman? All right, do it, Sterling.
2: I've been saying for a while now, it's so easy to cherry pick the DK Metcalf, the AJ Brown. You look at who was drafted in the same draft class. It's very easy to point out and say, well, why didn't they draft this guy or why is he not him? And then you also look at who else was drafted directly after him and go, oh, yeah, it's not Andy Isabella or what, Paris uh, Campbell for uh, the Colts, right? McCall Hartman, he's not going to be an elite guy. We know what he is, but there's two plays that really stand out for me. One against the Bills on his touchdown catch where he sat down in the end zone, a possession catch. We've not seen something like that from a Hardman in his entire tenure in Kansas city. And then today that little, little, out route where he held onto the ball. How often do we see him run a route like that, come down with it and be able to hold on while getting popped. That to me really stood out. Yes. The end of rounds are great. Yes. Him getting involved is great. The three touchdowns, two on the ground. That's outstanding. But well, we're starting to see at least a little bit of growth. Do I think he's ever going to be t- uh, Tyree Kill? No. He's not a Tyree Kill replacement. But he does add something to this offense. I do think he's going to come back to Kansas City uh, next year. Not going to be some crazy contract, but I do think he at least brings something to the table, and we're finally starting to see that.
3: By the way, let me see showing a graphic right now. The, the, the Niners have averaged giving up 14.8 points per game and 255 yards per game. Today they gave up 44 and 529. So the, the Chiefs put it on them something fierce. As far as Harden goes, listen, he's a guy. Who, I think if you're the Chiefs, you have to, you have to give him a specific kind of play, and utilize him that way. And they did today, you know. And, and that's not to say you can never go outside the norm, but I think you you need to give him that jet sweep stuff. You need to give him that that opportunity to get moving. And by the way, I love that they also later in the game ran a jet sweep action. And the whole Niners defense took two steps to the right, and they ran backside of Pacheco. It's a wide open right. He just walked for 10 yards. Like, that's how you game plan. That's how you do it. Also, um, the old man brought up a good point. He was texting me earlier, and I forgot to mention it. The Chiefs rookie corners played really well in this game. Like, and, and they played well asking to even though Williams gave up two touchdowns. He was right there. Like, you're asking the guy to go against some of the best receivers in football. I, Jalen Watson, I know he gave up a touchdown to Kittle. You couldn't have better coverage. I mean, he was all over him. Kittle just made a great play. I, I honestly, though, guys, I think, like, Joshua Williams, even taking the pick aside, played well. Played really well. He's a big physical corner. And I, I'm not saying, like, he's going to start. I mean, you McDuffie. And, by the way, Reed just said that he expects McDuffie, Fenton, and Dan to all be back next next game. Um, you know, look, when McDuffie comes back, it should be McDuffie and Watson and Sneed. But if Williams and Fenton are your fourth and fifth corners, that's great. Like, you're really happy with that. Those guys, like, they can play. They can come in. They can play some football. And, you know, Cook had a good game today. I, they had a great special teams tackle. Um, they did what they needed to do. The second half especially, they came out. and They really executed. They got down. I mean, it's easy to forget this game. They were down 10 nothing. This game looked like it could have gone sideways on them early in the game. And they – they just hammered. I mean, after that was forty-four to thirteen, so nice job by them. Uh, and like I said, now you go into the bye, you get healthier, you come out and play two teams at home you ought to beat. And, and if you're the Chiefs, you feel pretty good. I mean, you really both small picture and big picture, you feel as though you should be getting yourself. This is now to me, they come out of the bye. The next game will be in November. This is where you start cranking it up a little bit now. Now it's like all right. Hard part of the schedule's done. Guys, they got a lot of winnable games after the bye week. A lot of them. I mean, they got three more AFC South games, which you hope go better than the first AFC South game should. Denver twice. Denver, by the way, we, like, in all seriousness, I to like take a pot shot at them. Do they start selling off this week? Does Denver just start selling? I read that Judy's on the block. Judy, I, I mean, Bradley Chubb, like, are you just look? He's he's going to be a free agent this year. He's a good player, he gets injured. You have Gregory, and Brownings looked like a good player for them. I mean, do you trade Nick Chubb or Nick Chubb, uh, Bradley Chubb? Do you trade him? Do you trade Albert O, who was supposed to be this big breakout candidate this year, who now is getting made inactive each week? Yeah, you know, I mean, you got to trade Melvin Gordon, right? You know, Melvin Gordon's got it. What's Melvin Gordon even getting? A dude, with nothing. But if you think that you even get a shit. But if you're Denver and you get a sixth round pick, seventh round pick, you take it, wouldn't you?
2: That they're right. not getting it. that contract and how poor he's played. I don't think they get anything from Melvin from Melvin Gordon.
3: I think maybe you get a seventh out of it. I, I but I'm with you. I don't think it'd be easy. But I think you're putting everybody on the block, man. Powering on the
1: sidelines won't help
0: help his case either. You know, being
3: no, a malcontent. No,
0: I, I still think he's a good. I still think he's a good player. He's in. A, he wants to get the hell out of there. He fumbles
3: all the ball.
0: Yeah, he hold on. I got to give a shout out, and this is incredible. Our guy Sloth Style. Gifted 20 subs. Eat up, grab those subs. See, this is what I'm fucking talking about when I talk about the Arrowhead Addict podcast and how what we're doing here is different than other Chiefs properties and podcasts, which are all great, but what we're trying to do is a, something a little bit different, and that's built a community of friends and a community of Chiefs fans. These guys that are gifting these subscriptions, they're spending money because they want you to become a part of what we're doing here. And that is like, how could you not want to be a part of something like that dudes giving up their own money during a podcast after a win and that's that's a hundred dollars worth of subs by the way that sloth soft style just gifted yeah, that's awesome. so I mean you know who do you want to hang out with the guy that's gonna buy you around um so grab up those subs soft style thank you thank you to m t to Evan everybody you guys are i i i don't I'm out of words I really am out of words hey. about this community um but I'm not out of words about the Chiefs. So let's talk about, let's talk about one thing I'm not ex- super excited about, which is Isaiah Pacheco, who got the start after clearly Andy Reid watched my video last week ranting about giving Isaiah Pacheco the ball. He had eight carries, 43 yards in this game, a 5.4-yard average. He had a huge kick return that really helped the Chiefs bust this game open. But a lot of those carries, like most of his carries, despite him starting the game, came in garbage time, when teams know that the Chiefs are going to run, and he's still producing. Is as is, is happy as I am with this game and everything that happened in it. Why can't this guy get like more than f- four carries a game?
2: That's, that's nitpicking, though, man. Because I am. I'm Glenn, nitpicking. Glenn was fine too. I want
0: Glenn Isaiah was... to get. 15 carries in a game so he can go for you know 120 and two tutties
2: I mean Clyde was was solid too I I mean granted there was great blocking I mean anyone you you and I could have
0: ran a touchdown sure
2: but still the vision was there he actually hit the right hole you know McCole Harmon got involved in two carries for two tutties Jerick McKinnon was was solid Jerick McKinnon seemingly seemingly played a lot I would love to see the snap count breakdown but they had him chipping a lot And that was the right move going into this game. I said, you'll probably see a lot of Jarek McKinnon based on the tackles early on what we've seen this season. And he's the best pass protection running back on the roster. So the snap count will probably skew towards McKinnon, but I'm with you. It's like they get scared to get any sort of rhythm with one running back. They want to keep them all fresh, but it's like they can't get any sort of continuous motion going. You got to get loosened up. You got to take this first couple of hits and then feed them. So I'm with you to an extent, but also I can't complain. They all added something. Yeah,
0: it's hard to complain, right? I mean, it's hard to complain. But where the complaints come, I'm thinking down the line, is when they need to run the ball, there's going to be a game. The the, the games ain't all going to be like this. So there's going to be a game where they need to run the ball. They need some explosion, where the passing game is not working, where the pass rush is getting to them. And I want Isaiah Pacheco to be that answer when that happens. And I think now's the time. Maybe it happens after the bye week. He started this week. We'll see.
3: It's got to be said that – and somebody just dropped it in the chat. But I saw it on Twitter. Andy's up at the, up, up the podium talking. It said the following about Frank Clark. Quote, he'll go down as one of the greatest defensive linemen to ever play the game. Tremendous respect for him. End quote. Yikes. There's two ways to look at that. Big postgame celebration and Andy got to the Patron – <laughs> that, that, that's I mean that, that, that's one way. Yeah, or yeah, Casey beer. Andy got <laughs> some Casey got some beer with him. Or Andy's just really good at pumping up his own guys. Because listen, Frank had a really good game today. Sack and a half. Made some other plays as well. He like, had a really nice game today. One of the best defensive linemen ever play the game feels a little strong. Like okay, but we'll. He's think. not even the best defensive lineman on the field. No, he's not. Not by uh, not, not even the well. best defensive lineman on his team. <laughs>
0: but but Andy gets it. I think you're right, Matt. It's number two. Andy it gets it right. He knows the where this team is right now. If Frank Clark is playing well, you're. It's a whole different world. It's a whole different ball game when you got Chris Jones and Carl is coming on. So I mean, why not pump them up? Who gives a shit, right? Nobody's no, gonna mean, be. It's, fine. it's
3: harmless. It's just funny. Just it, it is. It's just like what. <laughs>
0: But Andy gets it. It's the same reason why he put Kelsey in to try to get those extra three yards or whatever he needed. I want, Frank... I want,
3: I want Andy to have the guts to come out and say, that Chad, Henny's one day going to be up for the Hall of Fame.
0: <laughs> come on, Andy. Show me something. The greatest backup quarterback in the history of the NFL.
1: Oh, man. but For real, if Frank Clark is healthy <clears throat> and can keep playing like this, I'm tempted to just have him cryogenically frozen into the playoffs. Because yeah. when we have yeah. this Frank, the defense looks – Totally different and when he
3: struggles defense has has a rough time we're, we're a week away from the trade deadline. November first is a trade deadline Tuesday of the following week. do you guys think the Chiefs will make a move and if you do think they'll make a move, who do you think they're gonna make a move for?
2: Not Brian burns. I, I think it'd be Robert cool what you Quinn, get, maybe Robert Quinn. I'd be okay with uh, don't give I don't want to pay on debit and credit, giving up two first rounders to bring in Brian Burns and then paying at least a hundred plus million dollars, which there's other issues on the team for for longevity. I think, I think tackles obviously the main issue going into next season, obviously edge help would be nice, but I do think someone uh, from Washington could be a, be an upgrade. Let's say Montez sweat, Montez sweats not going to cost the same as Brian Burns. I know I've done this before with, with, with you guys here through the first four seasons, Frank Clark had 35 sacks. Brian Burns is on pace for 35 and a half sacks through his first four seasons. I'm not saying Brian Burns and Frank Clark are the same thing. I know every single de- deal is separate. Every single thing is not the same. That's why I'm the guy who always says sunk cost, but I do think there's something to be said about if you get into a long term deal with a high priced guy who's never had success for your organization, it-, it can have long-term lasting impacts.
1: I don't believe that they turned down two first round picks. I don't believe it.
0: I don't know that anybody – Oh, no. Thought, Hell no. No way. No way. Yeah. I mean, Tyreek Ty- 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 didn't get that,
1: you know? They're just trying oh, to see if they can on. juice up
0: the price a little
1: it, bit.
3: First of all, first of all, if they did, if some GM called them up late on a Friday night and like, Hey, 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 listen, just came back from a wedding, open bar. Okay? <laughs> I'm still at the open bar. Two first-round picks, and the Panthers – The Panthers said no to that. Everybody in the building should be fired. Everybody in the building should be fired. By the way, Sharp, I see you saying I I read the wrong quote and provide me the right one because I've seen it all over from different Chiefs outlets that he said that. So prove me wrong. I'm happy to read the right quote, but I've seen it all over the place. Um, Also, there's no world where he's worth two first-round picks. I think he's a very good player. He's never had more than nine sacks in a season. This is not T.J. Watt. Like, T.J. Watt's worth two first-round picks. He is not T.J. Watt. He he's a, a
0: tier below those guys. He's a good player. He's a really good player. He's a,
3: he's a really, really good player. Second-tier passer. But, but he's not – like, if I'm the Chiefs – I'm with I'm with Sterling, by the way. I would not make that trade. Because if you make – forget even two firsts, because that's insane. Well, let's even say they offered him a first and a third or a first and a fourth. Like, to me – I'd rather just go draft a pass rusher and have him cheat for the next five years. I, I know you don't know these Brian Burns. I get all that. I trust the chiefs to draft and develop. The beach is drafted very well in his tenure in Kansas city. Besides edge. And, and, and <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That is true. Although call I think should be a pretty good player, but that's true. Sure. But no, the other, the other portion of it too that people forget is then you got to pay him a hundred million bucks. Like it's Sterling only point out astutely. He's right. Like you, it's not just, oh, we go, we go and got, got the guy and now it's all of a sudden it's great. No, like you also now have to pay him a hundred million bucks. And so now you're tied up with the cap. If I'm the ch- Odell's different, Odell's totally different. You're not trading anything for Odell Beckham. You're just signing him. That's fine. But if you, if you are going to trade a pick, I'm much more go get Robert Quinn for a fourth or a fifth rounder. You know, I call up a team like that. I, that I can get behind. Now, the Broncos are never trading you, Chubb. That's not going to happen. So you can forget about that. But, you know, a team like that, sure. I'm not trading massive draft, draft capital. I just wouldn't do it. One more note on
1: Burns. He's 6'5, 250. That is not a Spags defensive end. I don't think that's been mentioned, but he's a pretty slight guy for, for an edge.
0: Yeah. Not really um, a system fit. Doesn't sound like he's going to get dealt. Um, T- Terry, Terry Soto asks, I wish Arrowhead Eddick would do a play-by-play broadcast. We will, Terry. Um, we, did one, we did one last year uh, during the Chargers game. It was a lot of fun. It was great. And let me ask you guys this. If we were to, say, come to Kansas City for the Chiefs-Broncos Sunday night football game in early December, would you guys come out and see us? Let us know in the chat. Give us a thumbs up. Give us some sort of indication. Give us a thumbs up in the chat. If you'd come out, if we we came to Missouri or uh, maybe just to see, we were on the other side of the border in Kansas and we were all placing some wagers together. If we were going to come out for that game, would you guys, would you guys come out and see us? Would you support us? Can we get this party going in real time and do a little play by play for you? Um, Let us know if you guys would be able to make it out. We'd really appreciate it because we're kind of, you know, we're kicking it around we're planning it. We're kind of maybe you should mark off those days on your calendar. Um, yeah, look, guys, um, it's really exciting. I know the trade deadline's coming up. We're going to have plenty of time to talk about that during the bye week, right? It's perfect timing for us to do trade content. Um, can we talk about the defense a little bit and the return of Willie Gay Jr., who I think really stood out Is somebody you, just, you, you don't really appreciate what he's doing out there all the time and, and, until he's gone for four weeks, and then he comes back, and, oh, look, all of a sudden – there he is. He's your third leading tackler in the game. He has half a sack, quarterback hit. You're able to use him in ways that you can't use other players. You're able to use him in the ways that you use need Sneed. Um, how good was it to have Willie gage Jr. back out there running around the middle of the field?
3: It was great. In the middle of the second quarter, for reasons that remain unclear, they they just stopped playing him, and I, I was I was very concerned. Um, by the way, and, and shout out uh, to Sharpie who who had the, who found that the correct quote reach that I saw relentless football nothing tells you that more than what Frank did at the end there against Trent Williams who will go down as one of the great tackles uh, there that makes uh, a lot more sense
0: brownies before the when I
3: read back. that quote I was I was just floored I was like what because look, I'm not gonna say it was there was a chief reporter who put out there and it, it's still out there. Andy Reid on Frank Clark, quote, he'll go down as one of the greatest defensive linemen to ever play the game. Tremendous respect for him. So I was, I was absolutely just blown away. Uh, but thank you. For, I appreciate you finding that quote. Shout out to you, man. Uh, look, Gay was, Gay was really good. I mean, you notice his speed whenever he's on the field. Had a half sack. You know, made plays in the run game. Like, Willie Gay is the most, I think, the most athletic player on their defense especially when you factor in size, like, it's just outrageous how fast he is. When you have guys like that who can run down ball carriers, it changes the game. You know, a, a hole that should get a guy five or six yards gets him two. And Willie Gay played really well. I thought overall, you know, I, I really thought the only time I got annoyed with them was when they didn't blitz early in the game because they're so good at it. And then they got they got to take their zone coverage stuff and put it in a big bag and light it on fire and throw it in the garbage. You have good corners. You can play man. Play it. Just play man and just blitz. Just go go full wink Martindale. Just here it comes. They're great at it, but that's what they ought to do. But I thought Willie really – he he showed well tonight, even after being rusty for, you know, missing four weeks. Well, I think Nick Bolton and Willie Gay Jr., it's
2: Batman and Robin. I mean, you've got to get their face on a shirt because that's what they are. They're a great tandem together. I do think Nick Bolton, I don't want to say struggled, but I don't think he played as good as he could play with Willie Gay gone. They complement each other very, very well. Nick Bolton's able to get downhill, get a nice tackle for loss in this game. But also, I want to point out, he wasn't great in coverage the whole game, Nick Bolton, but he did have a couple plays, especially against George Kittle, that really stood out to me. I go, Wow. I, I know we give Nick Bolton some uh, – a hard time sometimes because he's not the best in pass coverage, but he has improved. The intelligence makes up for some of the not top-tier athleticism, like like you mentioned, that Willie Gay possesses. That's why they work so well together. I'm so excited to see them grow for the rest of the season. More games under the belt. They are the heart and soul, the the pure tacklers. And by the way, Legere is neat as well. I know he's, he's a cornerback, but those three guys – when there's an open field one on one tackle, I almost always trust them to get it done.
0: LeJarius Sneed might be one of the best, if not the best, tackling cornerback in the NFL. He I mean, tried to tackle Juice Jack and
1: he didn't, and I was shocked.
0: Yeah. And, and that is hard to tackle. to tackle. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the, I agree with you, Sterling. Those two guys together, Bolton and Gay, it's like, you know, they talked about it. I think when when, it was, when Brett Veach was on the podcast, I think he talked about how Willie trusts Nick implicitly and knows that Nick will get him in the position to succeed. And when you have two players in the middle of your defense that have that kind of relationship, that rely on each other, that's really huge. And it's a really big loss when you don't have that. And Nick's running around there trying to, Maybe do a little bit extra. Do 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 that for both, right? When the other guy's not there. So to see them come back and pick up right where they left off. I'm I'm in with you, Sterling. I'm so excited to see these guys, not even just like the rest of this year, but about in like years two, three, you know, beyond like what what kind of duo is this going to be in the future for the Chiefs? That's really exciting. With all these other young players that they have on defense. It's just an I'm telling you, this Chiefs team, I really believe this is one of those teams that you're sitting here at the beginning of the season and and everyone's all on Buffalo and, you know, they're sleeping on Kansas City a little bit. They're one of those teams that reminds me of one of those teams that kind of comes out of nowhere in the second half of the year because they have so many new pieces, so many young pieces, and they all start to come together at the right time and they get on a run and win the Super Bowl.
1: Well, What about the red zone defense too? I think – that is an aspect that needs to be celebrated they uh they feel really comfortable back there i think Spags is in this element maybe there's less field for the corners to cover so he gets a little bit more aggressive dials that up but they've been you know fantastic the last two weeks in the uh in the red zone uh just
3: remarkable I think right now if you're the chiefs you want to continue to diversify the offense and continue to play like this. When they do that, they're as I forget which one you guys said earlier, but they, they are they're damn near impossible to stop offensively. Like, when they play like that, but I think guys it really comes down to just blocking. If they block, Mahomes will diversify the offense. That's just the way he is. He'll he's not he's not gonna hone in on one guy. Look, you always know Kelsey's his guy, right? Like, they need to have it. That's where he's looking. But I gotta tell you, Smith Schuster's starting to become that to some extent. He you know, everybody's always like, Well, he's not, you know, he's not getting uncovered. He doesn't have to sometimes. Mahomes will just throw it right in there. If he doesn't care. He's willing to do it. And Smith Schuster's had really good hands this year. He's caught the ball. Um, no, I mean he's on a one-year deal. The guy's on pace for 1,200 yards. He's having a damn That's good season. in the league. He's having a great season. And I got to tell you, if you're the Chiefs, you don't, you, I mean, I would imagine that it, you would have mutually beneficial interest in in that reunion happening for years to come, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's in his mid 20s, and if you're Juju Smith Schuster after the the Quarterbacks you just finished playing with, this is going to be heaven. So, (laughs) you know, look, I think they are doing what they need to do. They're five and two. And the other thing is, I wrote this for the lead of my column tomorrow, Stack in the Box. Like, the rest of this league is just, it's not good. I mean, there are really right now, there are the Chiefs and the Bills and the Eagles, and there is a massive, massive gap. After that, I respect the Giants for being six and one. Don't get me wrong. You know the Cowboys are five and two, the Vikings are five and one, it, hell the Jets at five and two. Like those those teams are not Philadelphia, Buffalo, and Kansas City. And they're just they're, they're, you know the quarterback play. They're they're not come playoff time. None of those three teams would be scared of anybody else. It wouldn't be. And you know I think maybe the Bengals
0: like, will be there in the end.
3: I was gonna say I was just gonna say yeah. the Bengals and the Forty Nine ers to me are the two teams to watch because the Niners. Have a ton of talent, and the Bengals are starting to put it together. So, those teams after that, like even Baltimore, I've been bullish on Baltimore all year. I watched a lot of that game today, and they just leave you in the game, and they can't put you away. And the like, they needed a ticky tack pass interference penalty with Amari Cooper to win the game. Like they just, they don't have the ability to. I think Buffalo or Kansas City in a playoff game would hang forty on them. I really, I don't think, I don't think Baltimore could stop you. The team Cleveland took away Mark Andrews, and they were just screwed. Their offense is is broken. I mean, after you know, that's a great point because you're right. And if you look at the, if you look at the stats today, I wrote it down in my column. Lamar Jackson threw for he he completed nine passes today. I I mean, nine of sixteen for a buck twenty. You're not, you're not beating the Buffalo and Kansas City with that against freaking Cleveland. Meanwhile, Brissett, by the way, averaged 9.6 yards in attempt.
0: Yeah, their and, defense is terrible.
3: I mean, Baltimore. secondary good. is garbage. The, the Bengals, I agree with you. Pat, they're the one team other than Kansas City and Buffalo. If you saw them in a playoff game, you'd respect them. They've got big-time playmakers. They've got the quarterback. And they've won those games. To their yeah. credit, they've, they've got – the AFC South, forget it. Maybe and, Miami with two-back –
2: We'll see tonight. I'm, you know, it's <laughs> a
1: stretch, but we're fishing here.
3: I mean, my look. I'll say this for Miami, they have two players on that team that, on any given play, can go for a touchdown, and that kind of stuff does matter. But Miami's defense is also a tire fire; they can't stop anybody either. Like I, I and then the the NFC is awful. The Packers, I mean, God Almighty, you can't beat anybody. You can't score a point. They stink. The Buccaneers, I don't know what's wrong with that team. They, they're a mess. The Rams aren't good. It, it feels like Kansas City and Buffalo. It would be very surprising to me if they're not in the AFC title game. And then you just and then Philly against whoever and play it out.
2: Was this the best coached game from Kansas City this year? I know some of the timeouts were questionable one was an accidental timeout that ended up behooving kansas city the other one was a timeout early in the game we we're all confused but then they drew up a fantastic play on third and, right. one, third and one third and two to travis kelsey uh, i think spags did a fine job overall besides chris Mon's one-on-one in coverage at like what one play was like what's going on there didn't but I, I see I,
0: colin I, saunders in coverage once towards yeah, the yeah. He may have seen that one
2: time <laughs> and then i thought i saw then, naughty too but Dave Tobe, outside of continuously putting Sky Moore back there, that was a well-designed play to try and draw a false start in that situation. They knew if they could get a false start from San Fran, that turns it into a punting uh, scenario. They did the whole thing where the entire line switched steps, and it was the right guard or right tackle flinched, and it was a false – I want to give because I do want um, to give Dave Tobe credit because I think that was okay. a very perfect time to implement that situation. We got to talk
1: about Dave Tobe, though. Sky Moore, this is the second time that's happened. He's fumbled another punt. And he's not the only Kansas City Chiefs punt returner who's done that. Demarcus Robinson has lost a punt, fumbled a punt inside the ten. Tyreek Hill did it. McCole Hardman has done it. So some of this, there's a
3: clear pattern. It has to be coaching to some extent, right? It definitely is. Look, that doesn't exonerate the players. Like, you have to execute. But when you like most special teams coaches will tell you, put your heels on the ten yard line and don't go backwards. The Chiefs don't do that. They try to field everything. And I I get that if you have Tyree Hill, like then I'm like, all right, you know what? He's so electrifying. Like I get it. Dante Hall. You, you, yeah, right, right. You have a guy like yeah you know, Devin Hester's the one. You don't have that guy. Like stop doing this. It's insane. By the way, I appreciate Miami having the ball to start the game, immediately taking a false start at home, and then losing five yards on a swing pass. So often running in a, in a game that really should test everyone's will to live tonight. Um, but, you know, I, I, will, I will say I agree with you, Adam. Like There are times with them, they're so talented. Like I re- this I, I believe in my bones. The Chiefs are really, really talented. Don't make it harder than it needs to be don't make the mistakes that allow teams to hang in the game. And then, by the way, on cue, Miami throws a quick pass. Guy runs for like 30 yards. Um, like, Don't don't make it harder than it needs to be made. And to me today, like an example of that is more, you know, fielding that punt and, and, and making that dumb mistake, right? And then there are a couple penalties today. And, I, and like, I'm not going to get on McKinnon. I thought that was a ticky-tack. Right on the edge of the – guys make that block all the time.
2: They made it, like, three or four times that game, and it wasn't yeah. called in that, that situation. It, it I'm
3: not, shows some yeah. consistency here. I, I'm with you. I'm not going to kill him on that. Like, it's right – to me, like, come on. I mean, that's – also fucking Nick Bosa. Like, he's yeah. trying his best here. <laughs> but, you know, there are times, like, the Chiefs will just do things to keep teams in games. And that is my biggest fear with them. Because when, when they play the way they played today – there's, there's no, I mean that team, even Buffalo, in my opinion, like when they're really rolling, it's just, it's insane watching them play football. And the Niners, I honestly think are a top five team in the league. I know they're three and four, but I really think by the end of the year that we're going to look at them that way. They annihilated San Francisco as that game went on. Like that game, after ten nothing, the Chiefs just, t- I mean, took it to them for three quarters. Anthony, man, thank you so much. That is awesome and really nice of you. Super chat! What a delight to see our team kick some ass. This was a player disciplined game and absolutely fun. Thank you guys for such a, for such a great weekly insight, feelings, and inside info. As always, KC fans from Kentucky. Well, thanks, man. That is awesome. Appreciate you very much. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, my biggest thing with the Chiefs is don't beat yourselves. Don't beat yourselves. You're probably going to beat everybody at play. Like somebody asked earlier, what do I think the record is going to be after the bye? I think they're at least going to win eight games if they're healthy. Who's beaten? I mean, they're not playing anybody they should lose to, including Cincinnati. By the way, who I respect. I think Cincinnati's a good team. You want to talk about a revenge game? Mm-hmm. I mean, the Chiefs are going to want to go in there and win by a million in that game. So, I'll say eight and two. I mean, look, you're going to lose a game or two here. That you know, get away from you, whatever. It could they could be better than that though? Like, would it shock me if they went nine and what? No, what it, it really wouldn't. They, I mean, they have a they have a very very friendly schedule the rest of the season.
0: We got a, uh, a great comment here from, from a John Best, who I know to be one of the best fantasy football players this side of the Mississippi. And I don't know if you know which side of the Mississippi I'm on. Um, the special teams are high risk and high reward. What about the second half kickoff? Mahomes is morphing into the mature quarterback that is not playing Texas Tech. Let it rip. I think that's a really – this is not having Tyreek, right? You want Tyreek Hill. 10 out of 10 times you want Tyreek Hill. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. sometimes, right, we learn. How do we learn, right? Sometimes we learn by failing. We learn by falling down. We learn when we come up against adversity when things aren't always easy. And you can't tell me that having to go from having Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey to going to having this group of wide receivers and go into a season like this is not a good thing for Patrick Mahomes. It's not teaching Mahomes to throw some more of those 50 50 balls, to throw those back shoulder balls to these guys, to work with some possession receivers. And when you're already brilliant, anything that can make you more brilliant and sharpen, you know, iron sharpening iron, but all that, like, that's pretty exciting for me when I see what's happening to Mahomes. I agree with John.
1: Yeah, it's made them more multiple, more unpredictable. And Mahomes being more unpredictable than he already is is super
0: dangerous. And we saw it in the graphic on the, on the broadcast, right? They talked about the amount of – they're seeing more man coverage this year. What did Mahomes used to do to man coverage a couple years ago with Tyreek? Light, Light it up, right? Now they're starting to see more man coverage because teams aren't respecting what the Chiefs can do, and now they're paying for it. They don't fear the receivers, but Juju and MVS showed them today
1: that they can beat man.
3: Also, like, I, I don't give a damn if they don't fear the receivers. They should fear the guy, fear the guy throwing the ball. Yes. Like that's, yes. Like, let's be real. Like, if I listen to one more person, like, well, you know, Tyreek's playing great without uh, Mahomes. Yeah, he is. He is. He's a great player. Mahomes is going to throw off like 5,000 yards this year without Tyreek Hill. Like I, you know, listen, the, both things can be true at once. Tyreek Hill is a generational talent receiver. And the Chiefs decided they were not going to pay $30 million plus a year for him. Like I've reported on this, other people have reported on this. Like I the Chiefs were going to sign him, and then the Devonte Adams trade happened, and the extension happened, and the Chiefs said there's just no way we're not we're not paying him that amount of money. We're not. So we're going to trade him, we're going to get five picks and essentially 75 million in cap space. And now it's up to Brett Veach to make those those assets worth trading Tyreek Hill. But I got to tell you, I mean right now it ain't hurting him. I mean, they're hanging 40 on teams left and right. They, they played seven games this year. Seven games. They have three games with 40-plus points. I mean, so you're not exactly devastated right now. By the way, Dolphins just put it in the end zone. They're up 6-0. Um, I think for the Chiefs, like, look, it, that trade to this point has worked out. It, it's not like they're hurting passing the ball. I mean, my God, Mahomes has 20 touchdowns already. He's He's on pace for for,
0: forty-eight. By the way,
3: forty-eight touchdowns. And I have to do the math. I think he's literally right on pace for five thousand yards. He's having one of the best years of his career. They're a Super Bowl favorite, and they've got three receivers, including Kelsey, who are on pace for nine hundred plus yards. Like it's not. It's like you're like, oh my god, what are they going to do? Like they're fine. I mean, even Hardman. For all this, for all the consternation and justifiably at times, I'm not arguing that. Like McCole Hardman had what 32 yards receiving today. Take out the the uh, rushing yardage for a second. So 32 yards receiving. He's not going to put up all world numbers this year. But if you do quick math on this, he came in with 186. If you look at his numbers, okay, he's on pace for 530 yards. Like now, that's not all world stuff. If he's your fourth receiver. You know, I mean, how many teams are the fourth guy going to have 530 yards? So I think I think both things are true. Hill's having a great year in Miami, and Mahomes has been just fine without him. And you
1: can't judge the trade yet from a Kansas City standpoint. McDuffie's hardly been on the field. Sky Moore has hardly been on the field. Oh, of course, you got to wait years. I mean, you're not going to know for years.
2: Yeah, it was a win-win trade. One of those situations where it behooves both teams. Going back to McCall Harmon very quickly, something I did notice was his patience Uh, his patience letting the blocks develop in front of him instead of just running straight ahead and trying to blow by them that was something that really stood out and I think was it was some growth some maturity some understanding again the, the the aspects of McCall Hartman where I've noticed some growth possession wide receivers not getting the ball knocked out coming down with tough catches showing patience these are all things I did not know um he was going to show or possess at least this. Season, I thought he kind of was a finished product. We're at least seeing something from him that's, that's showing growth.
1: He's got good vision in the open field. And it's very smart for the Chiefs to get in, in positions where he's basically a punt
2: returner.
0: Juju Smith-Schuster <laughs> said after the game, uh, get this from our guy Jordan Foot at Foot Noted on Twitter, follow him. Juju Smith-Schuster says, him, Kelsey, Mahomes, and MVS playing Call of Duty on Friday night contributed to their chemistry today. Uh, I mean, hilarious. But also, those things matter. Those things matter. Those guys having a relationship, wanting to hang out with each other off the field, that certainly translates to, to on-field play. All right, let's give out some hardware, huh? shall we? Should we give out some arrowheads? Uh, let's start with you, Sterling. Who's getting arrowheads for me tonight? Hmm.
2: Good one. I'm going to go Orlando Brown Jr. As hard as I've been on him, I've called him a replacement level player. I said there's no way the Chiefs should re-sign him for anything close to the contract. He's one team. Got to give credit where credit is due. Orlando Brown Jr. stepped up. He played extremely well. Uh, He knew the spotlight was on him, especially in this game. Trent Williams is right there. He outplayed Trent Williams. One game, yes, for one game. But against him head-to-head, I think Orlando Brown Jr. outplayed him. And I think this was one of these situations where, like, if he plays like this, the whole offensive line plays like this and gives Mahomes time, you can see what can happen, especially with the receivers getting open, finally getting open.
0: All right, uh, Verteram, who's getting arrowheads from you?
3: The entire offensive line. I I mean, not to even cop it out, the entire offensive line. And, And by the way, the corners, the rookie corners, who continuously play well. Um, by the way, as it's been mentioned here in the chat, I was doing my own math. But, yes, uh, Mahomes is on pace for 5,243 passing yards. So, it, it's That's going on. That. It's all right. Um, also, I saw Anthony, uh, Anthony Arvin. You asked me a question, buddy, about um, something about the Chiefs' first win, regular season wins in 72 or 71. I, I don't know what you're uh, driving at. You can just repost the question. I'll try to give you an answer. I just I just am a little confused. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the offensive line, the corners, Look, obviously, you can talk about the receivers, but the Chiefs had a lot of guys today who deserved them. Uh, They they had five sacks. So it was a complete effort. And, uh, you know, the one thing I am very encouraged about with the Chiefs going forward, they've played two really physical teams in Tampa and San Francisco. And the Chiefs are always thought of as a finesse team, and sometimes rightfully so. In both of those games, the Chiefs have lined up and just flat-out kicked the other team's ass at the line of scrimmage. That is something that pastures they never would have done that. They have, been, in both of those games, on the road, just absolutely run both teams over. And, and I don't just mean running the ball. I mean pass blocking, getting pressure on the court, all of it. Like, really, really nice job.
0: Adam, who gets arrowheads from you, buddy?
1: Could say Mahomes, that feels like cheating. Could say Kelsey, same thing. Chris Jones, same thing. So I'm going to go a little deeper and give one to Jody Fortson who yes. I thought was just phenomenal blocking uh, on several of those touchdown plays. Had a nice kind of possession grab. Really liked to see him getting involved. Also, shout out to Marcus Kemp. It's good to see us have our uh, special teams
0: ace back out there. I really love seeing him get a tackle. I love the arrowhead going to Fortson. I was thinking about doing the same thing myself. He's a glue guy, and I think that what takes you from being – right, uh, you know, really good team with some stars to a championship team is you have those kind of glue guys like San Francisco has and Kyle Juszczyk, right? Like those are the guys, they do dirty work. They always show up. They, they make those difference-making plays. They don't always get all the glory. So I'm going to give an arrowhead to one of those glue guys, and his name is Jarek McKinnon. Even though I'm the president of the Give Isaiah Pacheco the, the, the fucking ball fan club, Jarek McKinnon, Going all the way back to last year, just keeps making plays for this Chiefs team. Even though he gets limited opportunities, he keeps making plays for this Chiefs team. That catch and run, yeah, he had great blocking. He still did the damn thing. He always shows up. He always shows up for this team. So he gets an arrowhead from me. Um, and I I would be remiss. Obviously, we can mention guys like MVS and Juju Smith-Schuster, who deserve yeah. them, of course. But I'd be remiss on National Tight Ends Day. Can we just take a minute, just a minute, and appreciate Travis Kelsey? I mean, like, just game after game after game, year after. We we talk a lot on this podcast about how, like, hey man, this is the golden era of Chiefs football. You got Mahomes, you got Reed, like soak it up, enjoy it. Like, we probably don't talk enough about. Try, get it? Get had the privilege of getting to watch Travis Kelsey play football for our favorite
3: football team. He's, I mean, like you guys know how much I love the history of football. Like I, I could talk about it for hours. I love it. Um, he's probably, era adjusted all that stuff. He's probably the greatest tight end in NFL history. Greg Olson cool. said that on the air. He did, and I agree with Greg Olson. Like, look, you want to make an argument for for Gronk? I'll hear it. Gronk was an amazing blocker, and, and he had more touchdowns. Like, so I get it. Nobody. Nobody in any era is more just utterly dominant, game in, game out, than Travis Kelsey. I have all the respect in the world for Gronk. I really do. I loved watching him play. Gronk was hurt all the time. Like, I'm sorry, that matters. Like your durability in, in sports matters. It does. Um, you know, there are other great tight ends. Kellen Winslow, he was great. He didn't do it for as long as Kelsey's done it for. You know, I mean, guys like Jason Witten, Antonio Gates are great. Tony Gonzalez. Kelsey puts up 1,200 yards, it feels like, every year. like it's And it's like an easy 12. Like, he just does it. And all these people who are like, well, you can't block. You can't block. If you've watched the Chiefs in the last five years, he can block. Like, he's not Gronk blocking. He's not Kittle. But I, I will say, it's almost insulting when people are like, who's the best tight end in football? Is it Mark Andrews? Is, it's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? David, David Noboku. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, <laughs> get people like, well, what about Darren Waller? Like, what about Darren Waller? Darren Waller is a great story and an excellent player. He's not Travis Kelsey, By the way, I want to get in quickly. Um, the old man's sending me a note. His arrowhead goes to the officials for not throwing a flag on Chris Jones, calling him for attempted murder, or banning him for life from the NFL on that strip sack, yeah. which I think is, is a good call because I, I got to be honest with you. There were a couple times, like Clark, on that safety when he went high, I thought there were going to be like nine flags out there. Not that there should have been, but I was just expecting it after all weeks. I'm like, oh god, they're gonna throw like 18 fights. Flag- no, there wasn't. So, uh, yeah, for once, the yeah, officials actually kept their their flag in the pocket.
2: And a luxurious need for just smacking the hell out of uh, Brandon Ayuk. I mean, Brandon Ayuk had luxurious needs. All this all happened is all happening right the in front what of me. What were you doing? Weird. It was weird. This is right in front of the officials, and then Sneed just just smacks them. And I'm sitting here like, well, this is gonna be a flag. It's always the same. Throw it out. And the refters like, "Come on guys, bring it up." And I was like, "You know what? Good for them. Good for yep. them."
1: Good what about Kelsey still having those hops at 33, going up
0: and getting that ball. Uh, he's he's unbelievable. I mean, Travis
2: Kelsey. I'm not slowing down
0: at all. Since tw- he's had a 1000-yard season every year since 2016. Can you imagine if he played those first 2 years with Mahomes? Like
3: it's also like like Adam just said, man. It's not he's not even like remotely where you're like, well, he's starting to show his age. He's just killing teams. Like even that one play before half where he caught the ball and like that out route, he just turned up field and ran away from like half the Niners. He kind of, in a a weird way, it's kind of like the speed with with Mahomes too where you like you watch Mahomes and you're like, I don't know how he runs away from anybody, but nobody ever catches him. And Kelsey's kind of that same like, He's always just got a half step on the guy, right? Like, he's always able to just quite – and then, you know, Kelsey, too. Like, how many times does he go down, like, by an arm tackle, right? Like how many times does Kelsey just get, like, a catch of seven and then he gets thrown to the ground? It's very rare. He usually turns on field and gets more yardage. Look, we've, we've been very lucky, you know, I mean, hell. We've, we've seen some great tight ends on the Chiefs, right? obviously, with Gonzalez. Kelsey's the most devastating weapon as a tight end I've ever seen. You put him anywhere. Anywhere, By the way, the Dolphins are just dog-walking Pittsburgh. So maybe, Adam, your call in Miami was a good call. My God. This is going to be – this game, the turning point of this game might have been the anthem. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, they're ripping rip off like 12-yard chunks every play. Oh, the Steelers. It's, uh, it's a shame. But, yeah. Kelsey's uh, basically – he's a
1: football genius. They were talking about the way where he invents and kind of just feels out his own routes and does what he wants. I don't know that there's ever been – a tight end or a receiver that just has such an innate feel for how to get open and has, he, he has a mind meld with his quarterback and he just knows where to be at the right time all the time.
0: He's an absolute joy to watch uh, shout out to Sam Hunter. Thank you for the super chat. And we all agree that Moore shouldn't return another punt. Yes. Yes. Somebody mentioned earlier, forgive me, I don't remember who it was now uh, that they should put McCall Hardman back there. Which I agree with 100%. Unless, like, maybe they know something we don't. Like, he's just absolutely dreadful at catching punts. I like, But why not? I mean, the guy is – he's one of your most explosive playmakers with the ball in his hand. What are you always trying to do with McCall Hartman? You're trying to get him the ball in space. Why not have him return punts? Is Sky
1: more pressing because he's not getting any snaps at receiver? Is he just trying to show the coaches something?
0: He's a rookie. Yeah, you know, he's a
1: rookie.
3: they talked about this. Tobe talked about it this week and said that they don't want to risk Harden being hurt on returns. They think he's too valuable as a receiver. And so they're not going to put him back there. And Andy, after the game today, said he's putting Sky Moore right back there. He doesn't care.
1: Oh, my God.
3: So they're going to keep doing it. They're going to keep doing it. There's a part of me that I, I like the confidence in the kid. There's another part of me It's like, look, guys, like some point here, you can't. You can't. Like, it's going to cost you a game. It, it, hell, it, it pretty much did cost in the Indianapolis game. Not, not just that. I mean, there were a million plays you could pick from that game. It didn't help. Um, you know, so uh, part of me respects it. And part of me is like, come on. Just put hard back there, man. Like, this isn't that hard. Or just catch it. I mean, the Chiefs offense is the That's most – it's like the most explosive in the NFL. You know, their
2: top two, top three most explosive team in the NFL. You have Mahomes. Just give them the ball. Don't even worry about getting the extra seven yards. Fair catch it. Catch it. Does not matter. Just give the ball to Mahomes. That five yards probably is going to make or break what the Chiefs do offensively.
0: Well, look, everybody, um, this has been a, a ton of fun. The Chiefs now, you all get to take a breather. You get to take a breather. You can enjoy your Halloween. Yep. You can watch watch some football next week. The Chiefs are a the AFC West. That won't change next week, no matter what happens. You don't have to watch the Chiefs play. You can just enjoy yourself. And when they come back, it'll be, uh, it'll be November. It'll be getting into Thanksgiving season. You get the Titans, the Jaguars, the Chargers, and the Rams, who are an absolute dumpster fire. So more great Chiefs football to come. And what better... Thing to do with your uh, with your off week than to join and become a member of the Arrowhead Attic podcast with all these free memberships that have been gifted to you guys. We hope to see you in the Discord. Give me a shout out there. Um, We got to get out of here. It's been over an hour. You guys have been fantastic. Hit that thumbs up button. We're not going anywhere. We'll be back next week with the Tuesday show, with the Wednesday show, with the Thursday show, with the Monday content, with the Friday content. There's so much on the Arrowhead Attic YouTube channel, and of course. On the website. We're missing our guy, Matt Connor, who's furiously writing articles for you on arrowheadaddict.com. Make sure you check in on Tuesday to hear his thoughts on this game uh, and 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 every day on the Arrowhead Addict YouTube channel. Thank you so much for your support. Special shout out to Casey Beer, our sponsor, and a big special shout out to our members, all of you who have gifted uh, what the fuck's the, the word? I've drank too much Casey beer. Subs. 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 Thank you for everybody yeah. for gifting the subs. Um, and hopefully we will see you guys soon in Kansas City. I told you what day to circle on your calendar, that Sunday Night Football game against the Broncos. We're maybe going to be coming out, having a little party, drinking some Casey beer. Um, so hopefully we'll see you all soon. Hit that thumbs up button on your way out for Adam Best, for Sterling Holmes, for Matt Verderam. For Richard, our producer for the whole AA crew for Matt Connor, we will see you guys next week. But until then, go Chiefs.